is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with systemsforselfcare.com where I teach you to consistently take daily actions. You can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. Today, I have an old friend on the podcast, Allie, who is an acupuncturist, women's health expert. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It's so good to catch up. I know you were on the podcast a couple years ago and life has been, yeah, life has been so different since then. So let's just jump in. How how have you been And your mom, your mom? So obviously (laughs) it's been a lot. I know it is really wild. Like, so we were in the mastermind two years ago. We started like almost three in January. It'll be three years ago that we started which is so weird. Um, and yeah, I would say life is really different. I think that, you know, I still keep in touch with a few other people that we were in that with. And some people's life like just seems the same, like they're just going whatever. And yeah, my life is really different. So I, um, am an acupuncturist. I had a practice where I went to my office and I just kind of like split time between half online and virtual consults, um, digital courses, all that stuff. And then half in person, And in January 20, or sorry, March, 2020, um, when the kids school got canceled, we actually got mandated to close too. So I just, we closed. Um, and I was honestly just so, so fortunate to have this piece of my life going, thank God, because I just, you know, childcare was just so iffy for like at least six months. And then the kids went back, but then they were back on remote learning. And so I just was like, you know, this is still really dicey. I just didn't feel like going back to my office, to be honest. I just needed like, I don't know. I just felt like this fit better. I could be home. And if like things changed on a dime, it was easier and better than like that. So, um, yeah. So I, that's just what I've been focusing on for almost two years now, uh, solely. And it's been great. It's been amazing actually. So, um, it's been kind of a dream, um, in that regard. So not all bad. Yeah. I just had someone else on the podcast, um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago who was kind of not a mom, but very similar in that she was working on one, um, one business, and it was like retail and it was like in person. Oh. And obviously that didn't work out. But then this other business that she had like tech for non-techies, it was like the same circumstances that made that business not work were the circumstances that like made yeah. the other business work. And it's the same thing, right? Like people That's aren't coming cool. in to see you, but they're at home and they're online. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was always my dream to do that anyways. I just, um, you know, like from being in the mastermind stuff like that, that just has always been a dream. It's been a long-term thing for me that I've always wanted to do something a little bit scale, more scalable and not that I'm fully doing that. I'm just still doing one-on-ones, but, um, yeah, so not all bad, definitely much different life. I feel like mindset. I think I've changed a lot since probably 2019. Um, how so, um, I think just like, I think like realizing the control stuff a little bit, like I had felt like I needed so much control and like, just kept like such a tight grip on, on my life. And I think just like the unthinkable kind of happened where like, who would have thought all of this stuff could just be shut down. Our lives could be flipped on a lid so quickly. Schools could just be over for six months. Like 
whoever thought that that could ever happen. And it did. And so I think that now I'm just sort of like looking a little bit more short term, honestly, which is a good thing for me. Like some people need the kick in the pants, I think, to like look long term and have goals and things like that. Like that always has made me really anxious, to be honest. It's like fed my anxiety more. And so now I'm just like, okay, I don't need that. I just need to like focus on today, do what I can, focus on what I can control and then like move on to tomorrow. And that's like actually felt really good to me. Yeah. The control thing is hard because it's like, you need some level of like, mm-hmm. you need it, but also it's this illusion. Cause like, like nothing is within our control. Like nothing, like you said, like schools can shut down. <laughs> like I, that was something I've talked about, like with races and runners, like races could just close. Like even now, like they could just like, we're not doing this anymore. And I know. So, yeah, it's my husband's actually training for Ironman. He's been, he's gotten like kind of a really crappy short end of the stick through this with the, in the running community. He, um, in December, 2019, he finally qualified for Boston and it was a 12 year dream. Like it was this thing that was so yeah. freaking long yeah. and he finally did it. And we were so excited. And then obviously, you know, two months later, everything shut down. Boston's different. Um, and so he didn't get in, he didn't get in for this, the one that he was supposed to. And so then he did it again. He trained again, qualified again in June this year, found like a super small race in Seattle, like outskirts and did it. Um, because there really wasn't that many races this whole year to even do. So he did it. So now we're like waiting again to see if he got into it. And you know, Boston, like the time to qualify that they give you is not what you need to get in. You need faster. And now since there's like less races, it's faster. Um, so it's been a whole thing. And now he's doing Ironman in Sacramento and like in Texas, they had an Ironman that got canceled, um, a month before it. And so Um, we're like right there. And I'm like, Oh God, hopefully like tomorrow will be a month actually before it. So I think that we're in the clear, but it's in California. So it's a little more dicey maybe. Um, but yeah, he's gotten really crappy short of the stick totally in that one yeah and obviously this year has been really hard for you too I mean like the the kids being home thing and not knowing what's going on with that so like how did you this has been a topic that I've talked to a lot of women moms teachers how have you been taking care of yourself while also having to take care of kids and take care of your clients like what does it look like for you so last year my so during March of 2020, the kids' school closed down. Like we were just in survival mode. I was like working at night, taking care of patients, like taking care of them during the day. Um, and my son's, my little son's daycare actually closed. And so then, then you couldn't get into daycare. They were all full. So then last year, you know, in 2019, when I was working, like that was stressful. I don't know if you felt like it was, but that year was like really a lot of pressure for me. And I was stressed. Like I was definitely burnt out by the end of that year going into 2020 anyways. And, um, so I had kind of like planned 2020 is like going to do a few, you know, quality things and then kind of like ease off just a little bit and like really kind of figure out what direction I wanted everything to go. And so that obviously happened early. And then in the fall last year, he, I decided to send my little, um, 
guy to preschool at the school. So instead of going to daycare all day where I had childcare, he was only going from eight to 10 in the morning. And then I had him all day. And then I would go back and pick up my older son at 245 from school. And I had my kids in daycare before that for, you know, as I started ramping up my business, it got to be a little bit more. Um, and so it was like significantly less childcare, but so all last year I pretty much worked, um, from like 3.30 to 8 p.m. And like, that's that's when I did client call or patient calls. And, but I would say like, I don't know, on the weekends, like we would definitely, we just we didn't have anywhere to go really. Like all the sports and everything got canceled. So we would definitely just kind of like relax. My kids thankfully were not necessarily toddlers anymore to where I have to chase them around. Like they were a little bit more self-sufficient could like relax more and kind of like give me some space. And so I did that a lot. Um, and then sometimes in like the afternoons when I just had my four slash five-year-old, we would just like, that was just our downtime. Like we would just kind of relax a lot of the time too. So it was hard. And by summer they got to go to camp. So it's September. So for the last like four months or so, it's gotten better. Like I'm working during the day, having normal hours. My little one's now in kindergarten. So this is kind of a new leaf for us too, to where the kids are actually in school five days a week. Um, and I have just like, even this morning, I was like supposed to do some stuff. And I was like, you know what? I just like need a little bit of like downtime. And I like, was like, gosh, you should be doing stuff. And I was like, nope, I'm not even gonna put my, that pressure on myself. I'm just gonna like, take it. I think we just have to do that. So I'm still kind of like coming down a little bit. I think half of my brain wants to like really ramp up. It's like, oh my gosh, you have childcare. Like, let's go and do this. And the other half is like, I am so tired and burnt out from the last, like, like I said, 2019 was super stressful for me. Um, So even since then, like just a long time, lots of years of a lot of stress and busyness. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like the finding the balance and then trying to like not trick yourself into working more. It's, it's hard. It shoulds. Yeah. 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 I was talking about, I was like, Oh, I, I kind of want to go get a pedicure um, <laughs> today. And I was like, I don't know if you are allowed to do that during the day. And I was like, <laughs> I think I'm gonna though. Like yeah, I, I think you're allowed. Yeah, I know. And that's part of the thing about being an entrepreneur too. Like I don't know. Like we work a lot, but then there are like, we got to take the perks of it too. Like that is a perk of it. You get to go get a pedicure in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with gyms being closed and everything, what, and I, you, were you working out from home before the pandemic or were you going in for like classes? Like what, what changed for you? Yeah, I would go to the gym. So my husband, um, works out, in the morning. So like, that's kind of like our thing. So he, he always takes the morning, he trains then. So I have actually worked out from home a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had a gym membership and I was still going and like lifting or running or whatever at the gym. Sometimes I like to go to this class on Saturday mornings. It was kind of like a cardio strength type of interval class. Um, so yeah, no, I haven't been to the gym since March of 2020. I've just been at home. And like I said, he's been training for marathons and Ironmans and things like that. And so it just, even like logistically, it just doesn't really even fit because now like I was working at night the whole time. And so I couldn't really go like after school or work or anything. And now we have kids stuff like sports and stuff. So I, I'm a definitely a morning worker outer. 
I can't do it at night. I like just don't do it. So it, I just do it at home in the living room. And it works yeah. out. Like before they get up. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes they're up like staring at me at the stairs, like waiting. <laughs> you know, reps for me or something. Don't you're making me nervous because I know they want stuff from me. So yeah, I try to get up before they get up, but sometimes they're up too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let me understand. So he's, your husband's up, but like you're, so you're doing it at the same time, but like the kids just know they can't bother you during that time. Cool. Yeah. So no. he's gone. He, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like out running. He, uh, he has like all these different workouts. I don't know. Um, he wakes up at like four every day. He's just an early bird. So he does that. He's usually gone. And then, yeah, I mean, I'll usually like just turn on a show for the kids if they wake up. I, I, have like these set times that I have to be done with them. And I, um, am usually done working out by like six 45. And so if they're up before that, they just watch a show and then we go get ready. If they're not, then I go wake them up after. Yeah. Yeah. Has it been a relief that they like have been able to go back to school, like to give you some of that? Yeah. They need it too. Yeah. Like it, it just has been for sure. Remote learning is tough. They, my oldest just didn't he actually did okay I have to say but he thrives with his friends and yeah it just way more ideal for sure yeah yeah I mean I I feel like even as an adult it's like I just can't look at people on a screen all day and I love it and I love my clients and I love doing podcasts and I love it but it's like this is not real life like looking at screens all day I actually switched and this was actually even before the pandemic somewhere probably like 2019 or something, I switched to just doing phone calls Mm because people knew like they were like, you know, you have to like be ready, get the background, the kids, like you got to get things set up for the Zoom. And, you know, I was doing back to back. And so I felt like I couldn't eat, felt like I couldn't go to the bathroom, like get up, move. Cause you're just sitting here just like, you know, so I just started doing phone calls and everyone else has been, I think, happy about it too. Yeah, that Zoom, uh, Zoom fatigue, and like constantly staring at yourself, and you're like, oh, why did I? <laughs> why do I look like that? Yeah, yeah, totally. You have to get ready and all kinds of things. Yeah. So when it comes to your patients, have you noticed like a shift in like pre-pandemic, like or in like working from home, like things that people are dealing with now that they weren't, or like it's worse, or like is it? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So, I mean, I think before, right, everyone, and we're starting getting back there now. Like I'll ask patients, like, how are you doing? And I would say in the last few months, at least everyone's like, oh my God, so busy. And that was, that was definitely the thing before everyone was just so busy. Like sleep was a thing. People didn't sleep. People's self-care was not great. Anxiety was high overwhelm. And I think it shifted into like a whole other thing. So I think those things are still there throughout the pandemic um, with feeling really overwhelmed, feeling really anxious, feeling kind of depressed. And I think it's been kind of interesting because I think that collectively through this, there's been kind of like shifts for all of us. Like anxiety has been a thing at certain points and apathy, low motivation, just I think feeling like just burnt out, just like, I, you know just don't have any motivation to do much anymore. Um, kind of some anger, I think, and frustration. I think that's kind of honestly where we're at today is like as divisive as everything is. People just cannot understand any other person's perspective um, more so than I've ever seen. I think other people maybe before like 
could maybe didn't agree, but maybe could be like, I get where they're coming from. I see it. I don't think people get where anyone's coming from anymore. They like just don't understand. And so I have like those conversations a lot lately about our choices and those, you know, risks and all of the stuff that we have to talk about now. Um, and so I think, you know, anxiety, depression, apathy, low motivation, those things are definitely stuff that we talk about quite a bit. Yeah. My husband and I were talking about like different stages of the pandemic and we're like, oh, yeah. like, um, totally. But like, like think at the beginning, at the beginning, it was so unclear and there was, there was actually like some novelty in some things like, oh, we're doing this, you know? Oh, yeah. and then it was like, oh, we're still doing this. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I agree. I remember just like in those first few days or first few weeks, I guess, because the schools were only supposed to be closed for two weeks. And we were, I was like, okay. And that felt like I was like two weeks. Like, what about my business? What about my clients? Like, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, like two weeks of not making money or whatever, like that feels like a thing. And, um, and then it was, for, I mean, forever for half of my income. And luckily that's grown back in other ways, but yeah, I don't know, but there was like novelty to it. I was like, you know, okay, we're going to go out to the parks today and we're going to go out to like these nature reserves, like clear away from people. I remember like not wanting my kids to like touch the fences and stuff. Like it, we just, just looking back, like the things that we didn't know how to like live with this virus was crazy. Like going out into the grocery store felt scary. Like you needed like grocery delivery. You need to wipe off everything. Oh my gosh. The wiping everything stage. Yeah. yeah. All of that. Like I, haven't, I haven't done that in a year and some months, but yeah, I know I, we were like, my husband one night was like, I got to go to Walmart. We got to like stock up on stuff. And I don't think we can do it like through delivery or through pickup because it was like days and the whole thing. And so I was like, oh my gosh, okay, go to Walmart. Like wear your gloves. I don't even know if we were masking at that point. I don't think so. And I was like, take off your gloves in the garage, like Lysol these down. We didn't even have Lysol. I don't even know what I use. Probably just poured alcohol on them or something, but yeah, so weird. We, there was a stage where, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to the grocery store and I'm not going to come back here for two weeks. So I'm going to get, you know, everything I need. And then it got to a point though, I started going to the grocery store every single day because that was the only place that I had to go. And I was like, how, how strange is that? That, that shifted I fast. I know. Totally. Yeah. It's weird. And I think, you know, it's going to be interesting moving forward. Just like some of the behaviors that we keep from this. Like, I just think, I don't know. Like, I just think that some of it will just be things like extra hand sanitizer, like every time you go anywhere or whatever, I think that'll be a thing. And just kind of like thinking about viruses in a different way. And hopefully, honestly, people stay home when they're sick a little more because that would be nice. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see kind of what changes. Yeah, that was definitely, so we had like a family party a couple weeks ago and my husband was sick and I was like, I don't, like, I'm not going to come. Like it, it wasn't COVID, but we didn't know, but I was like, I definitely would have gone like at any other point, but it was just like, ah, now I don't know how many times as a teacher, I went to school sick all the time because that was the I, expectation. I was thinking about that too. Like the times as a student, like in, I can remember this one time in college, just like laying there, like 
so sick, like probably just the desk, the chair, all of it. So sick and being like, wow, that was like really gross. But they also like, you had to go, right? Like you could not go. I didn't really want to be there. I wanted to be in bed, but had to be there for attendance. And, um, but yeah, thinking about that, like going to work, I can remember one time just being like, so I probably had the flu, like actually the flu. And, um, my boss was like, you know, how many paid time off yet? It was like kind of when I was beginning, um, corporate America and I had just started this job and I was like, okay, I guess I'll come. And I was just like laying there so sick. And now if my kids have like a sniffles, I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. So you talked a little bit about, um, working out in the morning, waking up early and making sure that you get that done. Were there other things that you needed to do for your sanity and to keep anxiety low and to just, you know, feel good while you were, you know, at home? So I still do this. So one thing that works really well for me, um, is especially because my kids now are five and almost, or sorry, six and almost eight. Um, so they're a little bit less like labor. Like they like to decompress a little bit, watch shows, whatever. They can kind of play by themselves at night and stuff. So every night, like after the sports stuff, when we come home to when they go to bed and to when I, I go to bed super early, but when I, and I go to bed, like I am like laying in my bed decompressing. Like that's just, I don't know. I just really like it in there. My room's super cozy and comforting and whatever. And like, that just feels like really great self-care and same thing kind of goes on the weekends. Like I would say, you know, we usually go to like baseball and some sports stuff on Saturday mornings, and then maybe like do something with friends outside or whatever after that. And then I would say there's like a, you know, a lull on Saturday afternoon, evening time frame where I'm like, okay, mom's going to go like upstairs and just be for a little bit because I actually, so exercise is such an interesting topic. Like I exercise because it's good for me, but I don't actually view that as self-care. Like that's not something that like really, like I'm happy I do it. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel good. It's healthy for me. I get all of those things and that's why I do it, but I don't view it as like stress relief necessarily. Like that's just not what it is me. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, like I've had a lot of women over the years that are like, yeah, my, my self-care is my workout. And I'm like, but you're like, you know, out of breath, like dying from working out. Cause they do it intensely. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like just this, like decompressing, like nourishing self-care. And I think that's more what women are lacking. So that's what I really try to get in from that. I think especially doing it in the morning, it's like, I feel like it's, it's like a routine and it's like, like a preventative thing, like in setting yourself up for success. Like, I know I feel better when I do something in the morning, but like what you said, the, okay, what am I doing with like the stress, like throughout the day? Like, what am I doing at the end of the night to deal with that stuff? I guess maybe if I did work out at night and like went to the gym, like maybe that would actually do something with that. But yeah, it doesn't. Cause I just like wake up, put my workout clothes on and go down to my living room and start working out. And so I just don't view that as self-care. To be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. It just never really felt like self-care to me. There's something you said. So I was thinking about, so you just like go up to your room and just like lay there and yeah. just sometimes lay I'll there. Put on a show, sometimes I'll read, sometimes I'll just be like, whatever I feel like I want to do is what I do. Mm. Has that always been something that you've done? Cause that's no. like a big, yeah. Like for moms, right. Like that, like that you're allowed to have time by yourself. 
Well, and that's, yes. So that's part of it. So I guess when my kids were littler, like during nap time, I would do it when they took naps. But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like now at this stage, I feel like it's a little bit labor and a little bit less labor intensive. So I can leave them downstairs and I know they're going to be fine and, and go do that. And plus I don't feel like it's so much for my husband. Like he'll like be downstairs kind of doing the same thing. Cause he's usually training for Ironman for hours. And then we go to baseball. So he's exhausted too, but he'll just kind of like be on the couch, like, or whatever. And the kids are just kind of like around. Um, so I feel like that's how we can get self-care, but no, I was definitely didn't get any for years when my kids were babies. Like, and that was, I had a lot of anxiety that was really like the detriment to me. And I had to slowly start to kind of undo some of the mom guilt, some of the like should some of all of that stuff. And somebody actually told me it was actually a therapist, um, years ago when my kids were little, he was like, um, choosing to feel guilt is a choice. Like it it actually is a choice. And so the next time that I felt it, it just like really hit me. And I was like, I actually am choosing to feel guilty here. Like some of the other emotions, like sadness or anger or whatever, they just kind of hit you. And like, that is like the biology that you feel, but guilt is an actual choice to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so I've just like decided to like today, I think I said it, I feel like I should be doing or felt earlier, like I should be doing more stuff and like but I was like, you know what? I actually am ahead. I've worked really hard this week to get ahead. I don't need to get further ahead today. I'm tired. I'm just going to take that. Off. I'm just going to take it off the plate. I'm just going to say, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, so, so your therapist tells you that. And I think that like, I'll hear that message a lot too. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel it. So how do you make that switch in your head? Like, like That's how do you choose for me was like actually realizing that it was all my choice. Like I felt super empowered there because it was just like, Oh, I feel guilty. I feel so bad. And that makes you feel to me anyways, that feels like super disempowering. Just like this emotions coming to you and just like taking you over and you can't control it. You just feel mm-hmm. that way for taking care of yourself. When in reality, I was like, like the next, he said that to me and I kind of thought about it. And then the next time it happened, I was like, I actually am choosing right now to feel guilty. Like it is actually a choice that I'm making. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, still comes, but I, I do notice like, okay, I can choose to feel guilty for this, or I can choose to realize that this is fine. And I started to notice when my kids were little, like something that really, that I tell new moms now or moms of littler kids and something that I had to learn was when I was around, I, I thought I needed to be around my kids all the time. Like I thought that it was bad if I left and society puts all of this pressure on moms and all of this stuff, women in general. Um, and I felt guilty if I needed a break. Like I was like, why would I need a break from my kids? Like that shouldn't be a thing that feels bad. And then I was super anxious, overwhelmed, irritated, like all the things. Cause I never got a break. My kids didn't sleep through the night for years. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. So I was always on. And I finally realized that my kids need and kids in general need parents around less physically that are more present when they're around than just grouchy, overwhelmed, anxious parents all the time. Like give yourself the break, give them the break from you actually, so that you can kind of come down and not present yourself that way. Yeah, that's yeah. 
So when you are present, you're like happy to be around them. And like, right. they like, have like neutral, at least you're not just like super short and like getting yelling at them for spilling Play-Doh on the floor or just like, you know, there just becomes days where it's overwhelming. You've been in it for so many days. And I'm sure through the pandemic, especially of moms of little kids, like, you know, you just don't get a break and it's frustrating to be around a toddler 24 seven. Like you've got to take breaks from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, like, was there, but with you and your husband, like, did there need to be a conversation about that? Like, is he supportive of that? What you taking part? time, you taking time for yourself? Yes, he, he actually is and has been. And it was usually me that was like, I shouldn't need this. Like what's wrong with me that I need this. And he was always supportive, but I also think there's this other part in a marriage in general that when you ask for help or you delegate things, maybe they don't do it the exact way that you want it. And so that comes the control piece of things. And so I had to also realize that if I was going to take time away or ask him to do things and ask for help, he was going to do it his way. And I had to be okay with that. And that also was something that we had to work through for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I was talking about like the pedicure, I said it to my husband. I was like, I think I'm going to go get a pedicure later today after my calls. And he was like, yeah, that's great. Like there wasn't, but I felt like I was kind of also like, is this okay? Like, am I like, but he is, he would, he's the one that's like, you need to take more time for yourself. You work too much. Take time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my husband is too. He's always like, yeah, great, go. Um, And it's just, it's usually self. I mean, for me, it was definitely self-imposed. Like all these layers of things that I felt like I shouldn't do and what I should be doing instead and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like, like, obviously I don't have kids, but like, I know that I, if I take care of myself and I do something nice for myself, like I'm just happier to be around and I'm not such a grouch and I'm not such a jerk to him. So he's probably like, yes, please go do something for yourself. Well, and the best part about being an entrepreneur, I think is like this morning, like I just went to target and I didn't, my kids were at school. He was at work. Like I didn't have to, I hate to say it's a word like ask, but like, and not to tell anyone where I was going. I just did it. It was fantastic. <laughs> when I first left teaching, I remember feeling like, like if I, if I went and did like an errand during the work hours, like, like my principal was going to catch me and be like, yeah. what are you doing here? You know, like, but there was constantly like, like looking over my shoulder, like, is there someone bigger than me about to yell at me for breaking the rules? Yeah, I know. I have this thing and it's obviously like still kind of rearing its head. I'm trying to work through it still, but for so many years when my kids, especially we were paying for childcare, I was like, because I kind of started like working slowly. So like as my business built up, I could afford more and more childcare. And so it was kind of on me to like pay for that childcare with the money I was making. And so when my kid, like when I was paying for childcare and my kids were gone, like I felt this, like, okay, this is like game time. You got to be working from this hour to this hour when they're gone. And now I mean, I think honestly, like kind of sadly, the fact they're in public school, like I'm not actually paying for it is sort of helpful because I'm not having to do that, I think. But um, 
but also just realizing that like, I like tonight I'm working until seven with patients. It's a Thursday nights. I work till later so that I can do the after work crowd of people. And so, you know, I don't, sometimes I do work for like 12 or 13 hours on Thursdays and I'm miserable. (laughs) So tired by the end. I'm like, Oh my God, it's been a long day. So I'm trying to just remind myself of that and like, take that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely interesting playing those mind games with yourself and trying to like, wait, like (laughs) you don't have to feel like you don't have to think like this and you don't have to feel like this. You can choose and make a different answer to anybody. Like this is the, there's lots of kind of cons being an entrepreneur. Like it's all on you. You don't get the PTO, like the benefits there's things about it, but there is pros about it. And the pro is what, in fact, my therapist, same guy told me a few years ago too. He was like, well, who, I can't even remember the conversation, but he said something like, well, you have to ask your boss, like, who's your boss? And I was like, okay, true. I guess I'm the boss. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. But, but I think that it's this, you grow up and you have parents that are constantly telling you what to do. And then you have teachers, then you have college professors, and then you have a boss. So like to be your own boss, shoot, like, uh, (laughs) yeah. Totally. But yeah, yeah, you do get to design your own lifestyle, whatever that looks like. And that's definitely the pro of it. Yeah. So, and I, that, um, so obviously not everyone listening is their own boss and is their own entrepreneur or their, an entrepreneur. But I think that being home and not, maybe if you're not commuting, there are fewer boundaries in your day. There's fewer, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, I've had for a lot of people like, oh, they don't have this commute. So they're not, maybe they're not getting dressed for work or they don't pack a lunch or there's not a clear start to their day or clear end to their day. So working out and taking, like, it's all this, it can be this big mishmash (laughs) during this time. Totally. Um, How have you, is this something that you have had to deal with personally or in the work that you've done with clients as well? So both I've noticed, I think that um, in the workforce with patients, I think that actually people worked way more hours through the pandemic than less, um, which should have been maybe equal or less because they weren't commuting and stuff, but they just filled up that time with work. And so I think that that is definitely something that we've worked on with quite a few patients. And I have had to work on that with myself because it's tough now. I mean, your work's on your phone and your phone is like always with you. And so it's always there. Um, and I think it's like an ever ending thing that I work through with myself of like, okay, work hours versus non-work hours. Like when are you actually working? And I think that that's like a larger conversation about intentionality. Like I um, am continuously working through this with myself too, but trying to be intentional about really everything that I do in my day. So like my workout time is my workout time. I'm not, I turn off my email cause I use yes. my computer for my workout too. Mm-hmm. And I see those damn emails coming through and I'm like, I'm working out. And then it just like, it's this whole thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like, and, and same thing with like going upstairs. Like I'm trying to be intentional with like, okay, if I'm going to watch Netflix, like fine, watch Netflix. But like, this is the self-care time. Like this is what we're doing with this time. We're not listening to Netflix and then also like doing this thing on the phone and doing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's where I get more anxious actually. And then the kids are coming in. Like I try to kind of keep one thing, the one thing. 
Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, this is intentional for this purpose. And this is intentional for this purpose. Um, and that's helped me a lot. It's a lot of structure, I think, and a lot of boundaries, which some people don't do super well with that. I do better in that regard. Um, same thing with food. Like, I know you talk a lot about this too, but like, what are we doing with food? Like, where's the nutrition coming from? Where's the nutrients coming from? Where's the treats coming from? You know, putting your, instead of like grazing at the pantry, like actually putting it on a plate. And this is the intentional snack that we're having. Like all of those things I've tried to be really intentional about because I just know how mindlessness contributes to so many things for me. So I think that Yes, I've talked about it with a lot of people um, of just having those strong boundaries. Um, yeah. I just heard somebody today talking about their work boundaries. They're an entrepreneur too, actually, but same thing, just working from home. And she was like, you know, when I shut the computer, like the computer stays shut. That's it. And I think that that's awesome to do that too. That's something that I should probably work on a little bit better. I read something a while ago that talked to, it was talking about like the internet, like when we were kids and like you had like AOL, but they were like the internet back then you logged off, you logged off of AOL and then someone could go use the telephone, (laughs) you know, but like there was a time that you logged off, but now it's amazing to have your phone and have that convenience, but like you're constantly logged on. And there's constantly notifications, but I love what you said about like having like, cool, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch Netflix, but I'm watching Netflix. I'm not scrolling on my phone. I'm not grazing. And I think that that, like, that is something that's really hard. Um, if you don't have those clear boundaries and structure, I know like in atomic habits, he talked about like, if you live in a New York studio apartment, like make this your eating spot and make this your work spot. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that it helps because I mean, I am not perfect with this either. Like my computer is my TV a lot of times, like in my room, um, we don't have a TV in there. And so I will use my computer as a TV and that, you know, I see the notifications. I, like I said, I try to sometimes be intentional about turning them off and like, you know, putting it away from me so I can't just it, but our minds are like squirrels. And I think the pandemic actually has made that worse too. Like I have noticed myself uh, getting really bad in this regard, which like, I will be doing something and something else will pop in my mind. And then I open another tab and do that really quick and then come back to this other thing. And it's, it's like a whole thing that probably needs to be worked on. Yeah, no, I've noticed that too. And then I like, will try like catch. My, so I, one thing I do is like, I log, um, I take, I log out out of everything. So I have to type a password in. So then yeah. having to type in the password sometimes catches me. And it's like, like, it's just that it's like a three second thing, but it like stops it me a little bit of space. Yeah. Cause everything is just so, um, automatic, which like is what the- they want. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. So do you like, like Facebook, Instagram, like you log out of all that stuff? It's really fun when I've forgotten my password. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know any of those passwords. <laughs> I just do a 15 minute thing trying to reset it. And like, but then sometimes it's like, well, I guess I didn't really need to go on here. Cause yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should probably, I mean, I think there's, you know, things that we all can do. And I think that you know, one thing that I tell my patients to do periodically is to actually make a list and ask yourself, like, what's making life hard right now? 
and just kind of like go through it and see like what, what's on there. What are you, another thing that somebody else that I know does is, um, what am I putting up with? I think is her mm. thing. And like things that you're just like putting up with, but just kind of pain points, kind of annoying. Like you don't really like them, like actually writing them down and kind of like addressing them. Cause I think there's so many things for most of us that like that for me, like, I know that's a problem. And I just like, it just feels, it's just easy to ignore it and just not even address it at all. But like you did, I could just log out of things or I could turn off the notifications. I could take Facebook off my phone. I could do some things so that I'm not just like a automated squirrel and just does it all day. Yeah. Um, I was listening to another podcast. It was this girl, she's like 27 and she said she got rid of her iPhone and she's just using a flip phone. I'm like, well, that's hilarious. Cause I don't even think like you could have anyways, like when we had flip phones, but like She's like, I just feel so much better having it. Um, yeah. I yeah. Imagine texting on a flip phone now. That was be- T9. <laughs> Sorry, this is taking forever. <laughs> well, and I think too, like, <clears throat> like GPS. And I know it's true that because I have GPS, I don't use my brain to like think about oh. directions. Yeah. And it's bad because like Chicago is on a grid. Like I very well could easily navigate, but I, it's like, I get lost really easily. So I want GPS. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah. I wouldn't even like think about it. My mom sometimes actually will be like, okay, so do you need directions here? And she'll like start to, and I'm like, we don't need to talk about directions ever again. <laughs> like it's just don't, so she's like, okay, so you're going to go down here. It's going to be like a yellow house, turn left. Like, I'm like, no, I'm, I can't, I can't remember that. Yeah. It'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So when it comes to sleep, I know that sleep is a big thing that you talk about with clients too. How, how have you set those boundaries for yourself or with clients? Um, has that been something that's been hard this past year? Yeah. I think consistently sleep is hard because I think that, you know, for a lot of us, the nighttime just feels peaceful and it's easy to have it just kind of like bleed hour after hour of like either scrolling or watching the phone or working or whatever. Um, but yeah, I am, I have always been a person that just needs a lot of sleep. Like I didn't get a lot of sleep with my kids when they were little for years and years and years. And it really, really affected me. So I, and especially just through them, honestly, cause I knew that I was going to get such broken sleep. I have always gone to bed really early. My husband actually does too, cause he gets up at four. So I, I don't have that, um, I guess influence in my life. I think it'd be hard. Like, cause I know my sister, like her husband likes to stay up all night and watch TV and watch, watch movies and things like that. And I think I don't have that influence. So that would be hard for me too to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, setting those boundaries again and just saying like, okay, you know, kind of like a best case scenario bedtime to like, okay, this worst case scenario, like you got to be in bed by 10 30, 11, whatever, whatever it is for you, but figure out where you feel kind of your best so that you're not feeling super groggy the next morning when you wake up, you're not having to drink copious amounts of caffeine. Like you're going to feel just overall so much better and it will help you be more productive. It'll help you have clearer brain, less brain fog, make better choices with nutrition. So we know like if you don't sleep, um, I don't know about you, but when I don't sleep, I definitely am way more hungry and crave way more sugar and things like that. Um, just from the insulin response and things like that. And so just the whole, your whole life is just a little bit harder if you don't sleep. 
Yeah. I do notice. Yeah. I'm not like a happy person. I'm not very kind. And then it like, it's just like perpetuates itself. Cause then you're reaching for more coffee and you're reaching for like carbs. And then you're like kind of feeling gross all day. And then your outlook, you just like, like, I love when I get like a good night's sleep and just like wake up and like feel good about life. Like I feel like motivated, my brain's thinking and like being more innovative, like all of that stuff. And where I'm tired, I just like, I can't do any of that really. I have to like force myself and it doesn't come really naturally at all. I can't really like think through things very well. And that's never, I don't like to feel like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last question. Have there been any books that you've read over the last year or two years that, you know, have been really impactful? So I just did a book club with my free Facebook group, um, cleaning up your mental mess by Dr. Caroline leaf. It's really good. It talks about the similar things that you and I talk about, but it talks about like the science actually behind the mind body connection and how, you know, stress, anxiety, toxic thoughts, things like that actually do like increase our cortisol level, which are stress hormone, which can increase inflammation and decrease some sex hormones. And she, I mean, I don't even know I mean, she talks about it, but she like quantified all of this stuff through studies. And then she came up with this thing called the neurocycle, which is a five-step process of like how to overcome like bad habits or triggers for you or toxic thoughts, situations. And I just think, you know, I'm, I'm obviously in the hormone world, but I just think that so many people's hormones are actually imbalanced from, I mean, lifestyle stuff, all the stuff that we talked about, but actually from the way that they're perceiving their own world and their toxic thoughts, their anxiety, the fact that they just um, keep, the perfectionism, the pressure, the type A, the people pleasing, like all of those things are in that book. And I think that that's what keeps so many of us stuck from chronic pain to digestive problems, to hormone imbalances, to insomnia and anxiety and panic, all of it. So that that's a great, great book to start kind of thinking in that way. Say it again. What was the title? Um, it's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Awesome. Yeah. I would definitely check that out. I think that I'm loving these books. I've read some science books recently and it's like, sometimes like in the self-help world, you'll read this stuff. And then when you read something that has like actual like evidence, like supporting that stuff, it's like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard too, because like I've known about this since acupuncture school, they were, you know, when I went to acupuncture school, I went to uh, get acupuncture sometimes there and they'd be like, Oh, you need to like reduce your stress. And that just like, what is that? How, what does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is this mind body connection? Like, what are you talking about? And so I have really been on the path for probably about eight years now to, to actually understand that and figure out like what that is. And I've learned through so many different sources from MDs to psychologists, to researchers, to all these different types of people, but this specific book it is a little hard to read. I'm not going to lie. I actually got the audible version and listened to it that way um, because it's very sciencey, especially the first half of it before she gets into how. Um, but this book kind of puts everyone's disciplines together in a good way, I think, and explains to you exactly how your stress is causing these symptoms and further than that, how to actually stop doing it. Amazing. Because 
reduce stress and stress management, that just doesn't really, it, it's so hard to conceptualize for people. Yeah. It sounds like just a thing. Oh, reduce stress. Yeah. Okay, cool. When, you know, one day. <laughs> right. Like when is, when is stress going to be reduced? Like when is life not going to be stressful? It, it's not the stressors. It's how we perceive the stress that we can actually change. And then you become empowered to do it, which is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was so great catching up yeah, with you. you yeah. Where, if people want to connect with you, where are the best places they can find you? <clears throat> um, so I have a podcast called the Allie Dameron show. I actually just started a YouTube channel, um, on YouTube. So it's just Allie Dameron on there. Um, you can go to Instagram at Allie Dameron. And then I have a free Facebook group called holistic health with Allie Dameron, um, where you can ask questions and yeah. hang out or- that group is super active. Um, I highly recommend that group. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Absolutely. Absolutely.